This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. So I want everybody in the sound of my voice to really consider just pausing this podcast for a little bit and, and fasting for 24 hours and then following the guidelines I'm going to lay out for you because it's time to change your life for the better and I'm here to lead you. Um, I'm pretty sure Dr. Will did that in Big Brother. Yeah, he did. Um, but it's just good. It's, it, it clears you out and, and then you'll be able to accept my message and... Is that so? So if I don't eat for for this uh, amount of time, you just get to eat all my stuff from the fridge? Maybe, maybe. Um, Please leave my French bread pizzas alone. Just, just follow me here. You just gotta follow me. I, I I have a message, and we want to make sure that it gets heard. I will follow you. Follow you wherever you may go. Thank you. I'm totally not starting a cult. Please leave my French bread pizzas alone. Pardon me? Would you like to wear the, the host pants today? I was going to, but you didn't, so we'll right So ahead. instead of just instead of just ignoring you, I just went <laughs> I was trying to jump in. From Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BB Hulk. No, you're not. Oh. And today I'm Tokyo Magnum. <laughs> I don't know how this works. Wrestling reference. Holy shit. Yeah, we did it. It, it. Yeah, early. I'm BP Burke. And I'm Jackson Wells. And we're going to talk about cults. We are. And not cult cabana. No, C-U-L-T. Right. Not cult. Like a cult of person. Oh, CM Punk. Yeah. <laughs> they should have had, they should have did some kind of team thing where they had a cult. Well, they did the Second City Saints. That's true. They did do that. Uh, and now they're not friends anymore. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we're also not talking about... Oh, it's there. It is there. It's definitely not here. And we're, all, we're also not going to be talking about the football team from Indianapolis, formerly from Baltimore. Oh, that's the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking it's about Colts. Colts, not Colts. Right. There's a difference, a slight difference in, in pronunciation. Yeah. Colt and Colt. It's it's barely... Uh, it's a one-letter difference. Mm-hmm. It's a one-letter difference. Well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the sound, the oh, sound okay. of it. Yeah, the reason I kind of got into the whole cult thing, it's not even something that's murdery because... They so you, really... you say cult, I say cult. Cult? Uh, cult, yeah. All, 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 not all. Uh, all, all, Yeah, all. I, 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 probably, like... I probably would pronounce cult and cult pretty much the same way. Yeah, I, why do you say cult for cult? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like know. I'm saying the same word. In my head, I'm not. In my head, I'm saying two different <laughs> no, words. They're, they're two completely different, completely different words. But you're saying cult for both. Yeah, kind of. It's... It's just the, the thing I do. Okay. But it was uh, the first thing that really made me want to do this was that Nexium thing, which they didn't really murder anybody. But that's, that's the stuff that, that you take, isn't it? A pill? It is. Uh, that not it like to quit smoking or something? <laughs> you just kill a bunch of people. Yeah. Of course you'll stop smoking. But the, no, the the cult Nexium it was like that. I don't so, know. It was the one that Allison Mack from Smallville was involved oh, in. Oh, the sex ring. Yeah. It was okay. like. It was supposed to be this self-help thing, and I think Kristen Kruk got her into it, but then she got really into it, and she was basically the second in command. CM Punk was in Nexus. Yeah. You're really getting back to wrestling here, aren't you? I just want to watch <laughs> wrestling tonight. <laughs> I'm excited to see what Bray Wyatt, speaking of cults, is going to do. <laughs> this is why we can't record on Mondays. This is why we need to record on, like, a Saturday. <sighs> yeah. Like we normally do. Right. Because we just got wrestling on the brain, and... and we do. And it's... it's not I'm a- sorry. Go ahead. Tell your story. <laughs> I have a story. Tell your stories. Gather around, my flock. But no, Back yeah. in my day, we would sit at the radio, and we would listen to our stories, we'd be the Phantom, and we'd drink, <laughs> we'd drink our Ovaltine and play with our little rings, my, our, uh, our Dakota ring, and we'd do all this stuff. And then they would say, Marge, Marge, give me my cigarettes, give me my palm malls. <laughs> give me my palm malls, Marge. It sounds like somebody would talk like that would uh, would smoke Virginia Slims. No, it's palm oils. Palm oils. Don't tell camel me what, unfiltered. Don't tell me what to smoke. My uh, my dad would smoke the camel unfiltered. 
That's that's my Marge voice. Marge? It's Marge. She's my- she's not related to Ethel. She doesn't sound like she would be. No, Ethel's different. Ethel's Bobby. She's she's from New England. Where's Marge from? Marge? Mm-hmm. She's from Delaware. Oh, I used to live in Delaware. Cool. Yeah, she lived three houses down from you. Oh, she's uh from Ellesmere. Ellesmere, Delaware. No. Oh, well, that's where I lived in Delaware. Yeah. Huh. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Colts. Back to Colts. <laughs> so anyway, Colts. Uh so yeah, it started with the whole Nexium thing. Yeah. And I mean, that was more of like like a sex cult thing where yeah. this guy was based and uh just very much like taking money from people. I'd it fucking was... pay to have sex with Kristen Krook <laughs> well, and Allison Mack. Not much her. She'd probably get half of what I pay for Kristen Krook. <laughs> well, that that's not what it wasn't that kind of thing. Oh, well, it was basically Then I'm not interested. It was mainly in that cult. to to bilk people out of money, but then the guy who ran it would also have people he would pick to have sex with, basically. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times the, the cults are about sex and money. And let's let's kind of get into a few of them though. The, the the big one, as far as like mass suicides go, like the big big one is Jonestown. Right. And Jonestown was the brainchild of Jim Jones. Yeah. And he was an atheist. Okay. He he basically started Jonestown. This is why we shouldn't have atheists. Yeah. This is why we need to pray. Because of one person. Yeah. The, well, no, yeah. Hitler and Pol Pot. Well, the Hitler was actually a Christian, so that's not true. Uh, Stalin. Stalin. Stalin, Pol Pot. Mm-hmm. I think we're, we're, we're atheists. So, yeah, because of these handful of crazy guys that happen to, you know, be atheists, we should... Literally, there, there's that thinking. Yeah. Within Christians. Okay, so go ahead. Jonestown, Jim Jones. Yes, yeah, so Jim Jones... And this is not the rapper Jim Jones. No. Dipset. This- not this him. is this is Jim Jones from the People's Temple. Right. Jim Jones's move into religion started with politics. In the early 1950s, with the post-World War II Red Scare in full swing, Jones, who was 20 at the time, became active with the Communist Party USA and found himself subjected to the harassment American communists at the time frequently faced. Jones's idea was to counteract this by mixing his message with religion. He became a student pastor at the Seventh-day Baptist Church, Jones organized huge religious religious events with prominent guest speakers and raised money by selling pet monkeys door to door. His main mission in the early days of the church was to promote racial integration, and by 1955, his church took the name the People's Temple. Sounds like a good guy to me. He was a very liberal guy, and like, well, communist, more more liberal, not even liberal, communist, and. He was an atheist who realized, hey, if I mix my speech, my 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 political stuff with religion. I can be. I can get to more people. So basically, he did with that what religious people do, with with trying trying to get like. So yeah, he was like a liberal Pat Robertson, basically. So so when you see a lot of uh, when you see a lot of missionaries and stuff, they don't give a fuck. They don't give a shit about somebody in fucking Ecuador or El Salvador or Cuba or um, Dominican Republic or anywhere. They they're going over. And they're getting these people so they can sell their religion to them. Right. They're trying to convert people. Right. And under the guise of like. Uh, doing good things. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll help you out. We're like, it's funny because you see a lot of racists do that. It's like, well, this person was a racist because look at, look at, they had black people in their church. It's like they wanted numbers. Right. They wanted numbers. They, they were spreading that. So they get more followers so these people can get more money in their pockets. I, I don't know how people don't get that, you know. It's a con game. And it's it, the whole thing's a con game. And it's like you're the whole Notre Dame thing where people are raising billions of dollars to, like, re- rebuild this church. And it's like, well, why don't you just use that billions of dollars to end hunger? No. In the world or end homelessness. Because we need the church. We need to pray to God. No, no, you can still do that without having a, a fancy building. Uh, uh. Well, those uh, people should, they should get a job. <laughs> okay. I saw that today yeah. on some kind of like, some kind of like uh, phone thing. It's like, oh, if you have an EBT card, um, you can get this phone, you know, like this, this, it's like a nice looking phone or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm reading all the comments because you got you have to go immediately go to the comments section and it's like they should just get a fucking job and it's like well it's not that simple for some people and some a lot pe- of people with ebt cards have jobs they just don't have jobs that can pay their way pay, right pay because you know sometimes they have kids don't have kids well not too late um 
it's it's always easier for the people that that you know are doing are doing well. But it's funny because they're okay with money going towards other things that you know. It it's like, well, I don't want my money being spent on that. It's like, but I don't I don't want my money being spent on every you know military person being in every fucking uh, country we ever stepped in. Mm-hmm. But we have to pay for that shit. Um, it, it's it's like that's what I don't like about the uh, and going back to the mission missionary stuff. Oh oh, I'm sorry. The phone thing, yeah. So I saw that, and then people were like, just get a job. And it's like, it doesn't, you know, it's not that easy for people. Some people can't work. Some people, you know, suffer from, de- like, de- debilitating, uh, you know, illnesses or diseases, or or they just have really bad anxiety and depression and, you know, want to kill themselves. And it's not just as simple as saying, well, don't. Don't be that way, you know? Mm-hmm. But, but I find it funny that all christian people want you know they, they, they're they supposed to be following christ but this is how they are they're the, some of the biggest hypocrites we're, we're gonna alienate by the way uh <laughs> <laughs> any christian listeners sorry but you're fucking re- not respectful of other people okay. what, what you think i was gonna say retarded no you're fucking retarded no, they're re- no. they're retards brian oh no they're retards i know i'm i'm so no it's like <sighs> I'm gonna be li- I'm gonna be fucking labeled something. I'm gonna have the Christians. I'm gonna have the right and the left mad at me at the end of this podcast. Okay. I'm gonna have no. I, I don't. That's not good enough. I don't want you to just shake your head. They can't see you shaking your head. I don't want you to shake your head and just say okay. I want you to tell me, Brian. Tell you what? That they're gonna hate me at the end of this podcast. They're gonna hate you at the end of this podcast. Thank you. You're welcome. See, I'm starting a cult. Now you are. Go ahead. So Jim Jones, Jim Jones went on to help organize stings to catch white-owned businesses refusing to serve black customers. He spoke at meetings of the NAACP and the Urban League. He was named the director of the Indianapolis Human Rights Commission in 1960. Uh, but there was blowback to this. The church was vandalized. People would paint swastikas on his church. Uh, they would throw dead animals at his house. A stick of dynamite was left in the church's coal pile. Oh, jeez. And something uh, now... That some of these things that were happening against the church were things that Jim Jones was doing himself. It was almost like, what was that actor who got off from some kind of technicality? It was like Jussie Smollett. He was yeah. on the Empire. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, like, the hell he probably organized an attack. Like, it's basically he invented this attack on him. Like, that's, like, he said these two people, like, it's, like, people attacked him, and right. it's not true. And uh, the other thing it made me think of was Morton Downey Jr. Remember him? He was the talk the, the, the talk show. Why did you just ask me if I re- well, if you're talking to the if you're talking to the listeners yes. and not me? Yes, of course I know who Morton Downey Jr. is. So. If we have listeners younger than us, they probably don't remember him because yeah, I should. barely do. They should. He was sort of the forerunner to Jerry Springer. I guess you could say but he was more political. It was like Jerry Springer mixed well, with Bill Richard O'Reilly. Bay was was like the He was before Richard Bay though. Yeah, yeah, but I want to say Richard yeah. Bay is more Jerry Springer. He was, yeah, he was like a Bill O'Reilly type, right? Yeah, it was like, like Jerry Jerry Springer meets Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, he was more in your face. He would, you know, he did the, the skit with Roddy Piper where he was like blown because he would smoke cigarettes all the time. And he died of lung then he cancer. died of lung cancer. Uh, but he would um blow the smoke and Roddy Mr. Downey. Yeah, he was blowing the smoke. Don't in his blow face. no smoke. <laughs> And then, and then Roddy turns around with a fucking fire extinguisher and <laughs> WrestleMania five. Yeah. Um, where did he do his stuff out of? Was it New York? Secaucus, New Jersey. Oh, same place okay. Richard Bay did actually. Oh wow, that's funny. it. Was uh, Channel Nine WWOR? Yeah, they were both Channel Nine. Okay. Howard Stern had a sketch comedy show in there too. Now I think some of this too is kind of that Cohen Protel or Co- yeah, um, Cohen Protel thing where basically, and they would say that like Alex Jones people like where. So, so what I'm thinking is that Jim Jones, like, did he kind of hire people to, to go and 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 do the swastikas to to get sympathy or? That's what people think, yeah. Okay. And and the reason I brought up Morton Downey Jr. is he said he got attacked in an airport, right? And people drew swastikas on his head, but then the swastikas were reversed from what they would normally look like because he faked the whole thing and was drawing it in the mirror. <laughs> okay, but I don't even know if I could ever like. Because that just seems dumb. Like, it just seems like he f- should know that, you know. But there's a lot of dumb people. And I think I think we brought this up before because you'd mentioned – I think you mentioned this on a previous episode. Because I remember um, saying the way the kids where we grew up, we grew up on Wayne Avenue in Collingdale, if you didn't know that. Uh, wow, I feel deja vu because we've had this conversation before. Probably. So 
when we moved on to Wayne Avenue, I remember there being, uh, it would say WAP, WAP, and there was a swastika. It was a bat, but it was a backward swastika. A backward swastika. Yep. <laughs> oh. Just the word the who. Just the word the who. <laughs> Just the word the WAP. Um, if, that's a Ron and Fez reference. <laughs> if, if, if you don't know what he's talking about, uh, there's Mighty Horse, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the Mighty Horse rocks the fat ass. Uh, but people would do that. They would do yeah. the backward swastika. Swastika. <sighs> swastika. Uh, <laughs> and uh, but when we moved on there, I remember there being I remember it being two places. It was in the uh, the little trolley stop mm-hmm. on McDade, and then there was one at the end of uh, at the end of Wayne Avenue. If you went down Wayne Avenue towards the train tracks but went left um there was a wall like a cinder mm-hmm. cinder block wall and it was spray painted WAP with the backward swastika right <laughs> swastika right there yeah um so so people did they yeah. would do the backward swastika but uh if I were Morton Downey Jr I would have been like well, I don't know which way it's you know it's it, yeah. it goes, but well, he stuck to his guns until way later. He admitted it was like a publicity stunt. Okay, so eventually, with Jim Jones, he and his People's Temple wound up in San Francisco, right? And they got really involved in local and national politics there. He was kind of rubbing elbows with Rosalind Carter, who was Jimmy Car was Jimmy Carter's wife, right? The first lady at the time, Walter. Is she Mondale. still around? I don't know. Jimmy Carter is, but I don't know That's about crazy. his wife. Yeah. Uh, um, Walter Mondale, who was the vice president at the time. Yeah. Harvey Milk, who okay. was a prominent uh, San Francisco politician. And Jim Jones was at the center of an investigation, though. It was a privately done investigation by this guy, David Kahn, who was just kind of trying to dig up dirt on Jim Jones. And in 1974, just trying to duck the heat, Jones bought this large piece of land in Guyana uh, in northern South, South America. And the People's Temple Agricultural Project was what it was officially called. What's this? Uh, hold on. Where's Kofi Kingston from? Ghana. Oh, Ghana. Not Guyana. Ghana oh. is in Africa. Okay. Guyana is in South America. Gotcha. And the People's Temple Agric- Agricultural Project became known as Jonestown. And it was supposed to be the socialist paradise. It was like a commune mm-hmm. where people could come and you know, from all according to ability. So is it, was it a socialist haven uh, or is it a communist haven? Because wasn't he supposed to be communist? Well, I think it was a commune, but he was preaching socialism, too. Okay. And there's a difference. Yeah. You get to keep a little bit of money with socialism. <laughs> not not just, uh, you know, give up everything. And but it also had the um the, the dual purpose of getting Jones out of America because he was under a lot of scrutiny. And by 1978, almost a thousand People's Temple members came to Jonestown, okay. and they basically grew their own food. They it was a like a hippie commune basically. You would have now like even now there's places where you can go is like like you can work on the farm and you can stay there and, and stuff like that. And the word was coming out though that things were going so well. The socialist paradise was turning into a nightmare. Uh, things were bad. And there was a guy, Tim Stowen, whose son was taken to Jonestown by, I think, I think his ex-wife. And he spoke out against it. And he was just saying, like, this is not a good place. There are American people there that want to get back, but can't. And so Leo Ryan, who was a United States congressman at the time, visited Jonestown in 1978. He brought along some members, uh, or some relatives of Temple members, and a camera crew and a news crew from NBC. And when they were there... There was a temple member named Don Sly who actually tried to attack Leo Ryan with a knife. Hmm. But they like they, they separated them before he could, could kill him or anything. During the visit, though, several members of the People's Temple, se- several people who live in Jonestown, went to Leo Ryan and asked them if they could leave with him. They wanted out. And they weren't able to leave. And he agreed. And as Ryan and several temple, mem- temple members tried to leave Guyana... Three armed guards, they were called Jim Jones's Red Brigade, they opened fire on the people trying to get out of, uh, board the plane and get out of, and get out of Jonestown. And Leo Ryan was killed, and NBC reporter Don Harris, not that Don Harris, was killed. Right. And then NBC cameraman Bob Brown was killed, and three members of the People's Temple were all killed as well. Oh, no, no, one member, uh, Patricia Parks, and a photographer oh. for the San Francisco Examiner. She related to uh, Chris? No. Hmm. So, not everything's wrestling, is it? Y- not everything is wrestling, no. What about Reggie? 
not Reggie Parks, not the, not designing belts for okay. Jim Jones. The attack uh, ruined Jones's big plan. His plan was to cut because Jonestown was failing, okay. and Jim Jones was trying to have all the people that lived there get admitted into the Soviet Union. So then they would be under commun, they would be able to live in communism. Uh, so they they were kind of negotiating and have everybody in Jonestown be able to go to the Soviet Union. But once they killed all these people, they're like, no, you can't come in. And so now they're fearing that the compound's going to be raided because they killed these people. Jim, Jim Jones and a few others suggested we should all kill ourselves. And some people didn't want to do it, but that's exactly what they did. The 909 people that were still there, including 304 children, drank a cocktail of grape, Kool-Aid, a sedative, and cyanide, and they all died. They actually... Like families were laying together, they would the parents were giving their kids the the poison to kill them, the cyanide, and then they were drinking it themselves. Oh, and it was uh, to this date, I believe, the largest mass suicide of Americans ever. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's like, oh wow, you had some pretty cool ideas as far as like progressivism, but then it went too far, and then yeah, was like, oh, you can't leave. Then that's the problem. And then obviously the mass suicide thing is horrible. Right. But that also was a big part of the the Red Scare and McCarthy. Well, McCarthyism was in the fifties, but that that was part of the thing. Like even now, like the way I don't want to get too political, but the framing that Republicans are trying to do is they're trying to uh, scare into like this is a like this upcoming election is a battle of freedom against socialism, and they're just trying to paint socialism as evil, and this is part of the reason why people think it is. But to step off the political stuff, we can go to Heaven's Gate. So Heaven's Gate was the brainchild of Marshall Applewhite Jr. He was a Texan. Sounds like it. <laughs> you know, it made me think of it. I wonder if they're related. There was a quarterback who I think played for the University of Texas named Major Applewhite. Huh. But Marshall Applewhite Jr. was born on May 17th, 1931 in the tiny city of Spur, Texas. You can say that date, by the way. Yeah. Two days later, you can't. But can't say that date. May 17th is A-OK. And after going to several colleges and spending time in the army, he wound up meeting a woman named Bonnie Nettles. Love she it. was a nurse who shared an interest in mysticism. They were both into like spiritualism and weird, wacky stuff. Definitely wacky, yeah. <laughs> that made me think of um who was it? That's wild wacky stuff. Johnny Carson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so they both believed they were receiving messages from God. And they they were going to spread the, their views like we were we were messengers from God. They didn't succeed initially. Uh, they they basically got one follower from their first go around. They were like going around saying, "Hey, we speak to God," and one person was like, "Yeah, you do," and everybody else was like, "No." Well, it's kind of like uh, getting people to listen to our podcast. <laughs> you got to build an audience. It's a little harder. Yeah. Maybe if we say we speak to God. Yeah. Maybe that'll do it. Maybe if I didn't shit on dummies. See, fucking the other guy had the right idea. That's what he did. He he was like, oh, these people are stupid and they'll just fucking follow anything. So you have to stop insulting the people. I, listen, guys, when I, Christians, when I call you dumb, I'm joking. I believe in God. I'm not really atheist. Now, I need you to give me money and listen to this. You are starting a cult. Are I'm you? starting a uh, cult. Uh, commune of friends. <laughs> commune of friends. Right. Not a cult. You a Quaker? Yes. <laughs> You're yes. a Quaker now. Quakers are pretty cool people. I of. went to. Uh, I had. I was in a uh, college class with a Quaker. Her her husband was Mormon though. Yeah. And they raised the kids Mormon because he was more religious than she was. Right. Quakers are kind of cool. I read that there were even some kind of like Christian atheist Quakers. I yeah I don't know what what a Christian atheist I, I had to explain this to people because people can't wrap their heads around this concept. Um, I don't know if they're Christian atheist or atheist Christian doesn't matter where you where the words are. Uh, basically the idea is uh, it's a group of people who they follow the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Jesus Christ. They follow the teachings of him, but don't exactly believe he was a real person. Okay, it's it's basically like. 
you follow Superman, you know Superman's not real. Right. You know he's just a, a comic book character, but you follow truth, uh, justice in the American way. It's almost like that Jeffersonian Bible where they took out all the miracles and spiritual right. stuff. But but yeah you, yeah, you go by all the good stuff, like all the all the like moral stuff. And I know morality is subjective, but but yeah, um, but yeah, th- there are, and I think that there are like Quakers that are like that. Um, or there were, I, I don't know. I, I I could be way off, but I did. I remember reading something about Quakers, and I remember reading about Christian atheists. And to what me, about I'm, the Shakers, uh, the Quakers and the Shakers, they were from like Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, uh but my 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 brain's connecting the two, so I think that there's something there. I think that maybe that's uh, the Christian atheists were, uh, like a sect of Quakerism. Quaker, I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Whatever. Anyway. I know they have oats. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Another problem that uh, that Marshall Applewhite had was that in 1975, he spent six months in jail after failing to return a rental car. And his defense was that he was divinely authorized to keep the car. It's like, no, it's okay. God said I can keep this car. I don't yeah, have to give it back. That's the fucking, like. <sighs> they were like, no, no, you're going to jail. Right. But once he got out of jail, um, Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles went west. They left Texas. <laughs> Come on, body, we're going west. Body and Marshall, we're going west. Wow. And we're going to find some followers in California and Oregon. Bonnie, you know, so it makes me think of Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. which they died on my birthday. This was 75, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, uh, but but they died like... It's, uh, I wonder what year Bonnie and Clyde died, because it was May 23rd. But I know in that Marshall dude was born in 1931. I wonder if it was around that time. Go ahead. So, so they would mix together the mysticism, uh, stuff with astronomy, uh, just like with the stars and the moon, all this like new agey stuff. And they kept making vague references that Applewhite was probably the second coming of Jesus. 1934, by the way. Oh, okay. So May two, 20, three years after uh, Applewhite was born. Yeah. Oh, good old Marshall. Old Mark. Well, he was little Marshall at that point. Yeah. And so they taught their followers that that aliens would visit the earth and provide the the order with new bodies oh hey look more idiots <laughs> and people, they, people by the way people that think that uh, aliens visited sorry mm-hmm. idiots and so they but they would teach that that basically yeah the aliens are coming to give you a new body but later they said no it's a spiritual thing the body is just a container and the aliens will come and, right. and take your spirit back home yeah because they were one of those um uh what's idiots. it called idiots the early early visitor thing. I forget the exact thing. We're like aliens basically dropped us off here. We're not native to the earth. We were right. put here by aliens. They they taught that yeah. too. Yeah. And so they would take very odd names for themselves, two apple white nettles. They would always give themselves like these nicknames, like Guinea and Pig, Bo and Peep. Later they were Doe and T. And uh, they would just mix traditional religion with UFOlogy. That's what it's called, the ancient ancient astronaut hypothesis. Oh well, ancient astronaut theory is yeah. is like what that that show um, hypothesis theories have proof. It's a hypothesis. It's an idea, um, including a belief that Jesus was an alien, and uh, they would they would mix up with more new age concepts like like kind of new age spiritualism st- type stuff. Which you're on the west coast, that stuff had a had a pretty big value. The group had several names. At first, they were calling themselves the Anonymous Sexaholic Celibate Church. I like it. Uh, Human Individual Metamorphosis. Him. And then eventually they settled on the name Heaven's Gate. And in 1985, Bonnie Nettles died. She had died due to complications from cancer. And Applewhite claimed that she had traveled to the next level and started calling Bonnie Nettles the father. And she, he would always refer to her with male nouns at that point, male pronouns. He was a he-him. She was a he-him at that point. Applewhite then started to place more control in the group. They would op- He openly encouraged them to see him as Christ. Early in the 1990s, he started to use the internet, too. He was very, very early on with the internet. Heaven's Gate had a presence on the internet before a lot of things, like early, early 90s. And they would use the internet as a recruitment tool and then he, he started to really get more extreme in his beliefs. I guess he was kind of being reined in by Bonnie Nettles. And when she died, he kind of went nuts. He believed that sexuality was a powerful force that ba- that would bind people to their bodies. And was sexuality was keeping us from ascending to the next level. Because it kept us too rooted in our own bodies. 
So him and about five or six other men in his group got themselves castrated. They uh, they went and got their balls cut off. They were like uh, Lord Varys on Lord of the Rings. I almost said Lord of the Rings on Game of Thrones. Um, so they basically thought sexuality was evil and was keeping us like kind of rooted in things. So then he went and got castrated. And in 1997, as a comet hale passed over visible space, uh, Marshall Applewhite thought that was a spaceship coming to carry away the spirits of his believers. But the problem was, they were still tethered to their bodies. So, 39 Heaven's Gate members, including Applewhite himself, all overdosed on painkillers and alcohol, and that was the largest group suicide of Americans since Jonestown. And it's weird, it always, like, it's always... These people that say they're talking to God or have this religious message, they always seem to want to do things like that. It's an old. It reminds me of an old George Carlin joke. It was like people with the voices in their head. So they always tell tell you to kill people or kill yourself or hurt somebody. It's like nobody's voice in their head ever tells them to take their dick out on the merry-go-round. Right. Right. Yeah. I. I don't know, man. If if you criticize, so so I've intentionally been saying people that you know believe that suffered dumb because i've always heard as an atheist mm-hmm. i've always heard like like you have somebody like steve harvey talking about how like dumb people are for being atheists but when atheists criticize christians we're told like we're supposed to be loving and caring and all this stuff and it's like but how come you're not attacking that person why aren't you saying hey steve harvey mm-hmm you use the full name. Hey, Steve Harvey, why are you, you know, why are you like, you're being rude? Why is it that like all these so-called Christians, how come they're not going to other Christians that are, you know, that, that or that aren't Christ-like? Mm-hmm. I, I just hate the hypocrisy in it. Like the ones that call themselves Christians are, t- are typically the ones that are nothing. It's that, it's that old, uh, and I think it's like a falsely, um, one of those like falsely attributed uh, quotes. quotes. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like your Christians are are not like your Christ or something like that. Yeah. Um. And and there are plenty of people who are good people. Well, we're not Christian, talking about yeah. those people, yeah. of course. You know, it's it's anything. There's there's good there's good Christians, bad Christians. There's good atheists, bad atheists. Like we just talked about with Pol Pot and all. You know, all but those there's guys. no such thing as a bad Buddhist. That's not true. That's not true That's either. Not true. I knew there's no such thing as a bad Quaker. When That's so so as as a kid, I I grew up going to a Buddhist temple, mm-hmm. but not in the way you would think. Uh, so my preschool, I went from I get gosh I guess it was like two to like kindergarten. Um, did you ever see the picture of me? I'm wearing a t-shirt that says "Where's the beef?" Yes, yes, I have. Okay, so that was at it was Greenwood Street. Mm-hmm. Or other people outside of Philly would say Greenwich, but it's uh we would say Greenwich, Greenwich Street. It was Greenwich Street School. Now I don't know what it was before. It may have been like a church and like uh, a school like years before that, because I think that there was like actually like a some kind of church tower thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, uh, or like a bell tower thing. But when I was when I was a kid, it was just this preschool. And after that went out of business monks bought it and it was a buddhist temple oh wow and i must have been like i don't know 10 11 12 somewhere or you know uh, in that area and we would go around to the buddhist temple and the monks would let us like tour the temple and they would give us incense hmm. and we'd take incense home incense you say yeah so fast forward like i don't know 15 years later i'm on a chat uh, a chat program now, I don't remember if it was Pal Talk or AOL or what it, what it was, but I was talking to Buddhists, mm-hmm. and they were basically saying how I shouldn't have anything to do with Buddhist temples, how uh, anything that goes on in a Buddhist temple isn't, you know, like, my business. Uh-huh. I wasn't even criticizing. I was basically saying, like, oh, I liked going there. And it was like, basically, it turned into, hey, fuck you, white man. <laughs> this isn't for you. Um, Very dogmatic Buddhists. Yeah, and it was like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like this. Is th- 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 this is the problem I have? Because you, earlier you say you don't want to get too political, and sometimes I don't, and sometimes I do. Um, I hate today 
when people start saying words like um, cultural appropriation, like that's not a thing. I mean, it is a thing if you say it, but then anything's a thing, right? Cultural appropriation should never be said because we should be a melting pot and should take from other cultures. We should never tell somebody you can't take. It's like me saying, Hey, black person that's wearing, uh, you know, green beads and uh, shamrock glasses on St. Patty's day, cultural appropriate culture appropriation. You can't do that. You can't do that. I would be the biggest asshole racist. If I said that to a black person, am I right or wrong? No, 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 no. But people would see it as a racist thing. Yeah. Okay. Because you, you like that you, you have this white guilt. It's dumb. I think there's higher degrees of racism than that, but who said that they're like, like you said, the biggest, no, I'm just, uh, I'm kind of making it. So, so I'm, but the thing is, is you have white guilt and this, we should turn this podcast into what's wrong with Brian. Uh, (laughs) because no, seriously, it's, it's your, your white guilt is why you, is why hypocrisy like this exists because you don't step up and go, yeah, that's fucking, it's stupid because as you should. A- anyway. So if, if a black person is wearing uh shamrock fucking glasses and he's got a big, you know, top hat on and uh green fucking like a green boa and green whatever on St. Patty's day, he should be able to fucking do that. He should, he should take whatever from Irish culture that he wants. If he wants to go home and fucking eat, uh, 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 which isn't even Irish. It's like a fucking American thing. Irish potatoes. You know what they are? <laughs> yeah, the candy. Yeah, the candy. It's uh, it's like the cream cheese and um coconut mm-hmm. rolled and like and it's got the cinnamon, which I don't think fucking Irish people. Irish yeah, people one probably, of the main places where they make that is in Marcuslook, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Irish people are probably like, what the fuck are that? What's that? We don't need that shit. Yeah, yeah no, no shit. We, but Irish Americans do, so fuck off. Anyway, fuck you, you Irish pricks. Um. But if black people want to go home and they want to eat fucking corned beef and cabbage, which again is another Irish, uh, American Irish thing, then they can. Nobody should fucking stop them and nobody should ever criticize them for, for doing so. But white people that want to open a taco place get criticized. They, they call it cultural appropriation. You can't do that. If you dress as a Native American for Halloween, cultural appropriation, you know, like it's, this is sacred. It's sacred. It's sacred. It's like fucking what? How come one is and one's not like, why is it? Why? And I, I think it, I, I think the answer is because white people are supposed to be fair game because we were the bad guys right now. I think that's, that's where it comes down to Am I right or am I wrong? I'm right. Of course. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to ask you seriously because you have white guilt and you're going to fucking come up with some crazy shit because you're very quiet on this situation right now. <laughs> I'm just letting you go. No, 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 because you can interject and you can, you could, it's a lot, you're allowed to say, but you don't want to have yourself paint it as like, I'm agreeing with this guy (laughs) because you know, he, oh no, he said that fucking white people should be able to eat tacos. He's a fucking racist. I love tacos. He's just as bad as Hitler. (laughs) Do you know, do you not understand that in this PC culture today, that that is how people like that, that. If you're if you're a guy and you say, "Well, I don't think that uh, wearing a headdress is that bad," you're you are on you're you're put in the same box as Hitler. You are. Uh, that's a no. You are. Uh, okay. no, no, I'm telling you, you are because I see it all the time. I see it, like. Sorry. I have to tell you right now. <laughs> so am I, Alexa. So am I. I'm, Why are you yelling at a speaker? Because I am frustrated. I am frustrated that the people don't step up and just say it's fucking silly. I see it all the time. And it, it might be the circle of people like that I'm around that you're not around. You're basically around sports people. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get that left wing, you know, girl that's on Instagram's input on, on something. And I happen to follow a lot of that on Instagram and you're more of a Twitter person than you are Instagram. Yeah. So it, I can't go on Twitter. There's too many Trump supporters. All I do is I hang out with my Twitter friends. The Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania and Katie Nolan are my Twitter friends. That's all the people I hang out with. That's that's true. <laughs> that's true. Look, when I'm getting when I'm getting angry, I'm obviously fucking joking and 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 I'm embellishing a little bit. Uh, but some of it does it do, it does get on my nerves, like. 
I like I like fair and balanced. Who says fair and balanced? Fox, Fox? News. You love Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> but, love but, but I no 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 Riley's no no real real fair and balanced, not Fox News oh. fa- fair and balanced. Okay. I like real. I like real. I I'm saying if you're going to call somebody a racist, call them on both sides, not just one. That's that doesn't really happen. If you're going to say like, well, and, and we should er- eradicate certain terms like cultural appropriation. I think you should because I don't believe. I don't think that we should have like that. Everything should be separate. Isn't that what like Dr. King didn't want that? No, he was that whole uh, judge a person by not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Right. I don't know if he did like. I don't think cultural appropriation was a big thing. It was more equality. Not for him, but for like Malcolm X. Well, Mo- Malcolm X at one point did want separate. Absolutely, like, he, he was a uh, absolutely, and he was just as bad as KKK people. Of course, of well, he also later on kind of reversed course. On not him. every KKK person, by the way, is hanging people. You know, uh, and not fr- very many of them are anymore. The KKK isn't really a big it, deal. It's it? a thing. It's not a big deal. Well, I know, like, because they say, like, since um, again, not to get too political, but since Trump has become president, like, hate crimes against Jews have skyrocketed. Like, there's been a lot of shit, but- which is strange because. Because they, people think they can let their freak flag fly now. Well, there, but there's there's that which is crazy. But there's also like I'm surprised that that there's so much hate against Jewish people because, um, like because Trump and people like that really do back Israel, yeah. over like Palestine, right? But uh, it's usually that it's, it's a, a different kind yeah. of yeah Jewish backing than they're not really backing the people that are Jewish. They're backing a certain, like, the state of Israel for completely different reasons. I know that. I'm just saying, you know, um, God, man, I, I hate I hate hypocrisy is what it really comes down to. I hate hypocrisy, and I hate when you tell people, really, you can't do things. Like, I, you, there's, there should be, you shouldn't do something, but don't, I, I don't like when you say you can't, except for, like, you know, murder and rape. My dude. No, stop that. <laughs> <laughs> not rape my dude right no no that's no. gonna be a different show no, i, I don't, not I don't, I don't know if that's gonna be a, a very popular podcast rape my dude no uh, should not be a show nobody i'll i wouldn't listen to it speaking of rape Uh-oh. we're gonna talk about the branch davidians now yay it's more of a uh statutory rape thing my with favorite them. statutory <laughs> no, the branch davidians. Oh. <laughs> statutory rape is my favorite <sighs> don't isolate that so before we get on the Branch Davidians, let's start with the Davidians. They started in the late 1920s. It was an offshoot of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Okay. It was founded by a Bulgarian immigrant named Hector, or Hector, Victor, <laughs> I can't read, uh, Victor Hutef, and uh, it was originally called the Shepherd's Rod, and they kind of made a home in Waco, Texas. It was a haven for people that believed that the Seventh-day Adventists had gone soft on their standards. Are you familiar at all with the, the Seventh-day Adventists? Um, I've heard the name, and I've heard things about them before, I just don't remember. Yeah, the, I mean, the Seventh-day thing is they would observe Saturday as the Sabbath, because that was the seventh day on the Christian calendar. So they didn't think Sunday was the holy day, they thought that Saturday was. Right. And they would do other things like dietary restrictions and things like that. In fact, um, Kellogg, I forget, was it John Kellogg, William I don't, Kellogg? I don't, I don't remember. The guy who started Kellogg Cereal, he was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he thought that this was a good, healthy, pure food, and that's how he marketed his cereal at first. Right, I did hear that, yeah. Yeah, so um, the, the the Davidians were an offshoot of them. They were like more of a uh, more hardcore reformist type uh, of Seventh-day Adventist. And so they um, they built a center called Mount Carmel. And it was not Caramel. It was actually spelled C-A-R-M-E-L. Yeah. Yeah, because I know from like uh, being... Like go, going to Catholic school growing up, there was a Mount Carmel uh, Catholic mm-hmm. school. Yeah, and it was uh, Mount Carmel was the place where Elijah's base of operations was in biblical time. Okay, so that's where the whole Mount Carmel thing comes from. And the Davidians went door to door to try to market themselves to Adventists, and they grew. By the 1950s, there were about a hundred thousand Davidians in the in the uh, world. The movement did try start to splinter though in 1955 when. Victor Hutef died. His widow, Florence, uh, immediately kicked out the vice president, E.T. Wilson, in an effort to seize more power in the group. And another member of the group, Benjamin Roden, uh, excuse me, I have a, uh, I have a little bit of a cold. My, my nose keeps getting stuffed up. Uh, Benjamin Roden claimed that God revealed to him that he should be recognized as the new leader. Basically, that's what I love about these. Oh, God told me I'm the leader, so I'm the leader now. 
it's it's like I, God told me I'm uh, I'm the leader of, and now you have to follow me. I hear that like I see that a lot too um, with certain people I follow because I do follow a lot of Christians and, and God bless them, bless, bless their, their hearts. hearts. Uh, they're 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 great people. Like a lot of them are really great yeah. people. Um, but like I'll start to see things like uh, like I you know I've been blessed and God has blessed me and. You know, oh, th- this this mother has been so blessed to do this, and like, and it's basically their 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 speech, the way they talk is is almost like they have been selected personally mm-hmm. to be this per, and it's like, like why can't you just be good without God? Why can't you just in your head think, no, I'm just a good mom, or they're just a good mom, or they're just a good dad, or they're just good people, you know? And, that, and that's one of the things I think is kind of like a, a flaw in religion is it's one of those things where God gets all the credit, but none of the blame. Right. Like, if something goes wrong, well, God, well, God was testing you then. No, it's not. God's an asshole. Yeah. God's an asshole. Well, and, and even, even to me, I'm, I'm an atheist. If I am a good person, you know, somebody won't even give me the credit. Cause, cause I, you have somebody like Pat Robertson that, that earthquakes and stuff will happen. And it'll go, it's because of the gays and it's because of mm-hmm. the atheists. And it's this, that, and the other thing. Mm-hmm. You have that, that type of Christian. Then you have the other Christian who, they want to give the credit to God for everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but this atheist has been really good. Like he's a good person. Well, it's because God made him a good person. Yeah. It's like, no, he made himself a good person. You're just attributing that that to God. Like his, you know, right. him being a good person to God. How about you just say, no, he's good. The worst is with doctors. When people go and they thank the doctors and oh, prayers, prayer. like I had cancer and I have my, operations and stuff and when everything went well it was god's great god is great and i'm like oh wait a minute hey god do me a favor don't fucking ever worry about me again worry about those babies being raped right or just Wh- don't give me cancer if you're gonna worry about it, don't give me cancer right. don't, don't give me that right don't don't give me cancer only to put me through don't give anyone cancer an 11 hour fuck no me oh, okay. uh don't give me cancer only to put me through an 11 hour operation to where now uh part of my fucking face and all of my neck and some uh, down on my shoulders are fucking numb and i feel like i'm constantly being choked uh you know like, okay, you took that away, but you gave me more complications than I had before I even went in for the fucking surgery. Literally, I have more complications now than I had before then. Um, why? <laughs> but why, though? <laughs> yeah. But why did God give me this shit if God gave me it? Well, God, to test to test what? My fucking patience with him? Like, guess why I didn't believe in you before? I didn't believe in you before, motherfucker. Well, that's why. And I certainly... Oh, wait a minute. Is that why? So then why did he, since he exists in their minds, why did he allow the the, uh, the cancer removal and everything to be a success? Yeah, it's it's a... They don't know the answer because they just keep saying God. (laughs) (laughs) It's somebody that... It's like they they cheat at fucking any game they play. They just keep cheating saying God. It's God. God. Mm -hmm. God. Win, God, lose, God. Yeah. It wasn't, it's not what God wanted. It it's wasn't what part God's plan. Yeah. It's fuck, just stop. Just be a good person. Just be a good, you don't need God. But these people have figured it out because they said, oh no, God said I'm in charge. And then people are like, well, I guess he's in charge now. These uh, people figured out how to, how to make the system work for them. And, um, but the problem is that too many of them didn't. That's why you have splits. Because, uh, Florence Hutef said, I'm in charge because the guy who started this was my husband. And then, uh, and then Benjamin Rhodes is like, no, God said I'm in charge. So I'm how in many of these fucking people? Cause they know what they're doing. Obviously mm-hmm. they know that there's no God talking to them. Obviously. Unless they're, no, they're not uh, schizophrenic. Okay. They, there is somebody talking Schiz- to them and they think it is God. <sighs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I just, but I do wonder how many of these fucking people are just like, it's like like, like like the people that Benny Hinn and all those mm-hmm. fucking people. How many of these fucking people are fucking atheist? And when I say atheist, I don't mean like like Jim Jones atheist. Where like I'm just doing yeah, it's like stuff. like yeah, fuck this. I'm, just, I'm sure for a lot of them it's a racket because they're making a, well, it a, is right. But I'm saying how many of those money like that? Uh, of course it's a racket. Joel Osteen dude, follow me. I'm following you. Of course it's a racket. But him, J- Joel Osteen and uh, or Osteen or Osteen? How do you say Osteen? Osteen. I believe, yeah. All those people. 
How many of those people do you think are just like, no, nah, I don't believe in a God at all? Not, not that they'll admit that, but if you could get in their heads, mm-hmm. I wonder how many of those people don't believe in a God at all. I would say probably a lot of them. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, not that we have an answer. I'm just saying, how many do you mm-hmm. think? I think a good amount of them, too. Yeah. I think that they're bullshitters and they're just going to, they're, they're atheists just like us. But they're never going to admit that they're atheists, right? Because then it fucking kills their their whole con game. Yeah, you can't kill the gimmick. Yeah, yeah. So Florence Hutef took the step of doing a doomsday prophecy. I like to call her Bubba. Bubba Hutef. Go ahead. She, Bruce Campbell's gonna play her, and so she claimed that the end times are coming soon. They didn't come. Spoiler: there, uh, were, there were no end times in uh, the sixties, and um. Or any other fucking time that they say there's going to yeah. be an end time. Yep. So when they didn't, when the end times didn't uh, happen, people started to leave her, They're, and they started to go with uh, Benjamin Roden. And these people that went with Benjamin Roden that broke away from the Shepherd's Rod became known as the Branch Davidians. And you would think it was because they branched off of the Davidians. That's not why. Uh, branch was a reference to the Book of Zechariah. Uh, two lines from the book. Listen, High Priest Joshua, you and your associates, seated before you, who are men of symbolic things? Uh, who are men symbolic of things to come? I am going to bring my servant, the branch. And then another passage was, "Tell them this is what the Lord Almighty says: Here is the man whose name is the branch, and he will branch out from his place and build the temple of the Lord." So that's where Branch Davidian came from. Okay. And the Branch Davidians took control of the Mount Carmel compound and continued for two decades under Benjamin Roden's rule. Another power struggle happened after Roden died in 1978. Lois and George Roden, the wife and son of Benjamin, respectively, were both angling for power. And according um, according to author David Thibodeau, who wrote a book about the Branch Davidians, uh, the near 70-year-old uh, Lois Roden had an affair with Vernon Howell. Uh, Vernon Howell was a new follower who was about 50 years younger than her, and he was born to a 14-year-old single mother and raised on and off by his mother and a series of her boyfriends. He was also raised by his maternal grandmother. And he struggled in school. He dropped out of the 11th grade. At 22, he impregnated a 15-year-old girl. He found religion after that and joined his mother in the Seventh-day Adventist and then wound up going on to the Branch Davidians. In 1983, uh, and this is at this point he's already with 70-year-old Lois uh, Roden. Uh, Vernon Howell claimed to be a prophet and said that God intended him to have a child with Lois Roden, who again is about 70 at this point. And uh, so he went from impregnating a 50-year-old, now he wants to impregnate a 70-year-old. And that child would be the chosen one. Lois Roden allowed Howell to teach his version of the gospel, which he called the Serpent's Root. And this made her son George very mad. And he thought that, that Vernon Howell was an interloper. And in 1985, he took up arms against him. He basically forced him and 25 of his followers off of the Mount Carmel compound. So the followers, excuse me, the followers of the Serpent's Root moved to Palestine, Texas, about 90 miles away from Waco. They lived in very rough conditions. They were essentially homeless. And he and how wound up traveling to Israel, he claimed to have a, a vision that proclaimed himself the modern-day incarnation of the Persian king Cyrus. And he took the name of the ancient Persian king Cyrus, and because that lineage was supposed to include the Messiah, and the Persian name for Cyrus was Koresh. And then he took David from David in the biblical times, so he became David Koresh. And then legally, he changed his name from Vernon Howell to David Koresh in 1990. Oh, wow, okay. So he wasn't born David Koresh. Right. And, uh... <laughs> and so, uh... So he wounds up, um... And bringing in a lot of followers. A lot of people came in from the UK, Australia, California. And George Roden's Branch Davidians support is kind of dwindling. And, and Koresh is building a following. And he kept trying to retake Mount Carmel. This made me think of, like, Game of Thrones. Because we started watching a lot of Game of Thrones lately. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like, that's 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 King's Landing. The, the Waco compound, Mount Carmel is King's Landing. And he's trying to take it back. Or the North. He's trying to take back the North. Because there's always fights over who's, like ruling the north yeah uh so there was one that even ended in a firefight uh where there was a firefight <laughs> yeah it's like the boondock states and so crush's big opening came in 1989 george roden was arrested because he murdered another branch davidian named dale adair um adair claimed he was a true messiah and george roden's like fuck you no you're not and he hit him with an axe <laughs> uh, what about that whole thou shall not kill 
part. Well, it, it, it's okay when you're the head of the church. Oh, okay. Uh, Roden was found insane after this hmm. and was institutionalized. And uh, Koresh and his group raised enough money that they were able to pay the unpaid taxes on the Mount Carmel compound that George Roden just didn't pay the taxes. And they seized it. And Koresh actually cleaned shit up at first. He kicked out a tenant there who had created a meth lab in the in the in the grounds of Mount Carmel. But then he started to get into polygamy. He started getting uh, sexual relationships with uh, girls as young as thirteen. Ex branch Davidians, ex branch Davidians, I should say, uh, claimed other instances of child abuse. They accused David Koresh of beating their children, although reports do differ on that. And then in, in February of 1993, the Waco Tribune Herald. Uh, started to do a series on Koresh and the group called The Sinful Messiah. And now they started to fear that girls as young as 12 years old were being taken on as wives by, by David Koresh. And there, was also cons- there were also concerns about them having a stockpile of illegal firearms. The local sheriff's department notified the ATF that a UPS driver found gunpowder and grenade casings in a broken package that was headed for the compound. Now, I remember all of this, by yeah, the way. Yeah. I remember, like, all the other things that you had mentioned, like, the other ones I've heard about it. But this is the one that I remember, because... Uh, you were, this, like, what, 13? I'm, I'm 13, 13 in 93, yeah. so, yeah. I, re- I remember all this stuff happening. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, like, 10, but I still remember hearing about it on the news and stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, this is a little more in our time frame. And people who had passed by the compound said they heard automatic weapons firing a lot, too. And on February 28th, 1993, uh, ATF agents arrived with a search warrant for the compound and an arrest warrant for David Koresh. They so, were t- now, so now this is this is like right before you moved to Wayne Avenue. I mean, like, because then you moved March of 93? March or April, yeah. It was like, this was, the, the standoff was still going on when, uh, when I moved there, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... So, on February 28th, 1993, ATF agents arrived with a search warrant. Like I said, they were trying to arrest David Koresh and raid the and then, like, search the compound. But the branch Davidians knew they were coming. Because uh, David Koresh's brother-in-law was a mail carrier. He was a postman. And a TV reporter asked him for directions to the compound. He was like, why are there reporters going there? Something must be up. So he tipped them off. And they knew that the, uh, the, co- the, uh, the ATF was coming. And what really happened that day is still up for debate. This reminded me a lot of the, and some people call this cult too. This reminded me of Move. We were talking about Move in the Mulia yeah. Abu Jamal episode. The the things that happened during the standoff. There's a lot of sides to the story. Shots were fired. We don't know who fired the first shots. The ATF claims the branch branch Davidians shot first. The survivors from inside the compound say it was the ATF that shot first. A third theory is that the ATF had a dog team that came in. To uh, to shoot the dogs in the compound's kennel. I'm about to shoot a dog right here. And uh, but somehow guns started going off, and so both sides started firing at each other because they heard gunfire. By the way, I, I don't want people to think that I just want to randomly shoot dogs. Your dog just keeps trying to come over and because <laughs> uh, I was eating a chip, I was eating chips, and I dropped one on the floor, mm-hmm. and he's trying to to weasel his way over <laughs> to to get that fallen chip. He uh he loves he loves food. And of course, he loves eating dog. and walks. He's a dog. He is a dog. He likes shitting. He does like shitting. Go ahead. So, all in all, four ATF agents and six branch Davidians were killed that day, and Koresh was wounded on uh, on February twenty eighth. So from there, the Branch Davidians bunkered down and a 51-day standoff went on. Mm. The FBI took over the situation from the ATF and they treated it like a hostage crisis. They were trying to negotiate. They would do the frustration tactics, tactics like playing loud music and like shining bright lights in the middle of the night, just trying to get them to surrender. On April 19, 1993, 51 days after the standoff began, the new Attorney General, because the other thing that happened in early 1993 was Bill Clinton took office. Right. So Janet Reno was your new attorney general, and she gave the FBI the green light to infiltrate Waco, to infiltrate Mount Carmel. The FBI used a tank to breach the compound and pumped Mount Carmel full of tear gas. Things spiraled out of control when a fire broke out in the church building where, where all the Branch Davidians were holed up. Some people think the FBI set it on fire. Some people think the Branch Davidians did it. Some people think it just something happened and a fire, had, like something caught fire. Right. 
and the fire killed a lot of Branch Davidians. 79 of them died. 21 of the people that died were under 16. Um, Koresh also died. The official government story clashes with the accounts of survivors. The FBI claims to have not fired a single shot, but 20 people in the compound, five of them being under 14, including Koresh, died of gunshot wounds. But they're saying the Branch Davidians were shooting each other. Right. Uh, nothing different has been decluded, but people, uh, but the FBI believes that Steve Schneider, who was Koresh's right-hand man, killed his, killed Koresh and then killed himself. Because they realized, oh, this is, this shit's going down, we might as well kill ourselves. And, but the FBI's aggressive approach did get a lot of criticism. And a lot of it, a lot of people thought it was an example of the government overreaching and that the government was becoming tyrannical. This is a big thing for like, the right wing, uh, our rights, you know, government is the problem, not the solution. Like, what, what was that? The whole thing, like, the people, the government should feel the people, the people shouldn't fear the government. Right. Like, those type of people really they, so they only big. They only see that and, 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 and back those statements when, by the way, when it's something like this, mm-hmm. not something like move. Because if it's move, it's the same. You take two, say, uh, situations. But one is a group of black people and one is a group of white people. Right. They only say that when it comes to the group of white people. They yep. never back. It's like with, with, with guns and stuff. They'll, they'll call any black person that wants to have the same gun rights, thugs and animals and this, that, and the other thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, 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 and demand that they show every, like, they'll put them through the ringer with, you know, they have to have every, like, uh, Permit, permit, and this, yeah. that, and the other thing. But if it's a white person, well, it's all right. It's yep, all right. Absolutely. It's it, it's it's silly. I hate. I hate again. I hate hypocrisy, and I you know be fair and balanced. <laughs> Fox News. All right, so we got Jackson Hannity. Yeah. <laughs> so it was actually Waco and Ruby Ridge and a few other things, but Waco probably the biggest was a a major motivator behind Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols in the Oklahoma City bombing. It was such a big factor that they they planned it out and they 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 bombed that building in Oklahoma City on the two year anniversary of the FBI raiding the Branch Davidians in Waco. Oh, okay. Kinda like uh that was like a message and it was a big part of it. But that was a huge thing and and it kind of reverberates to this day. And that's cults. That, that's uh, that's our look into the cultists of the world. All right. Which means there's one thing left to do. Watch wrestling. Before that. Oh. We have to play a game of who died the worst. Okay. Where I give you three deaths and you tell me who died the worst. Not who died the funniest or the sexiest. Sexy death, yeah. But who died the worst? Okay, let's None go. None of let's, these deaths are quite sexy. Let's play this game and let's just get it over with. Okay, these are all like notable people notable. this time. So the first one is it's a political one. I'm gonna say the th- I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick I'm gonna do something I've never done before. Uh-huh. I'm going to pick which one's the worst without even hearing them. The huh. third one. Okay. Let's see. You familiar with uh William Henry Harrison? He was uh, our ninth president, I believe. I don't know which yeah, one he was. He yeah. was the ninth president. Old, uh, I think he was Old Tippecanoe was uh, his thing. He was a war hero from the War of 1812, an older man who was elected president. And um, he gave his inaugural speech on a cold day, a cold rainy day, without wearing a hat or a top coat or an overcoat. And... He gave, I think it's to this day, the longest inauguration speech in the history of American politics, uh, or of American presidents. And he, um, he wound up getting pneumonia, and was very sick, and it persisted for three weeks, and the doctors actually made it worse, because they gave him uh, such treatments as opium, castor oil, leeches, and Virginia snakeweed. And, uh, yeah, he went delirious and he went crazy, and then he died a month later. He was the first president to die in office, and he only was president for 30 days. So that's death number one. You give a long speech in cold rain, and you get pneumonia and die. All right. Death number two is Queen Sunanda? Queen Sunanda, who, she was the Queen of Siam, modern-day Thailand, and the consort of King Rama V. Wait, Siam was Thailand? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. 
She drowned in 1880 when her boat capsized on the way to Bang Pa In Royal Palace. And there were people there watching her. Dozens of people stood there and watched her drown because it was a capital offense. You would be executed if you touched the queen, even if it was to save her life. So they couldn't touch the queen, so she fucking drowned. So that's death number two. The winner, death number three, is Attila the Hun. (laughs) Attila the Hun. Oh, man, I shouldn't have picked. who, Who fought so many battles. Got a nosebleed celebrating his marriage and choked to death on his own blood. Wow. Um, okay, so I chose that one, and that is this week's winner. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't choose that one, it would either be that or number two. Or the queen? Yeah. Because that's pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Because what are they going to do? Like... Jump in and 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 then what? She, she of course she would say no. He just saved my fucking life. Yeah, but that's why you can't trust peasants. That's crazy. Yeah, that is cra- That might be the craziest one. That is very crazy, but it's not the winner. But I think I don't know. It, it really would be between that. And yeah. What was the first one? Um, oh, uh, uh, getting the money while you're doing your speech. Yeah, yeah. And then being pumped full of opium in Virginia. I mean, that one is it's, it's whatever. It's like, yeah, it's bad, but uh, choking on your fucking own blood. Yeah, they probably got that bad advice. Where if you have a uh, nosebleed, t- like my mom used to always tell me to hold my head back, and that's the worst thing you can do in a nosebleed because I used to get tons of nosebleeds when I was a kid. And then I was at a friend's house one time, and their their mom was like a, a paramedic. They're like, no, don't do that. You put your head down and you pinch your nose. Right. Which is what you should do when you have a nosebleed. Yeah. Why did uh, they used to tell us to put our head back? Because uh, they didn't want, I guess they didn't want you to get blood everywhere, but because it would go back into your throat if you put your head back. Right. Yeah. I guess it could fill your lungs or something. Yeah. 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 And, but that's what happened to Attila. Huh. And so cults. Yeah. That's uh, That's our episode. I still don't know what we're going to do next week. I have an idea. Ooh, an idea. I have an idea. What are we doing? Can't tell you. Oh. But I have an idea. Well. We just said, well, at the same time. <laughs> well. Check out our uh, our Instagram. Check out all of our social media. Give us yeah. a five-star rating on whatever service you're listening to this on. Hopefully iTunes. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to projecthumanoid.com. There's a comment section somewhere on there. You can email us at murdermydude at gmail.com. If you want to send us nude pictures, address it to me. And then uh, Brian won't look at it because he's he's shy like that. I, I respect yeah, you you I respect I, women's bodies. Yeah, that's true. It, it, it isn't disrespectful if somebody sends you that. Yeah, that, I don't know why I said that. That is not disrespectful at all. I am incorrect. You are so fucking liberal. It's yeah, disgusting. Yeah. You're too liberal. I'm a little. Eh, I think I'm just liberal enough. Nah. You're too <laughs> fucking too liberal. Well, we'll see you next week with more politics. Oh wait, no. We'll see you next week with more murder. My dude. really want to start a cult. Cabana. Boom, boom.